coaches. Today, before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, CoachPad. Uh, no matter if you draw scout cards by hand or use a program on your computer, CoachPad will give you back time by never stuffing a binder again before heading out to practice. First 13.3-inch electronic device allowing coaches to clearly display scout cards outdoors in the sun has been a game changer for programs this past fall and those currently playing all across the country. This new technology allows coaches to coach and not the monotonous task of stuffing and dealing with binders on the practice field. Check out the CoachPad and CoachPad Mini on thecoachpad.com. Please make sure you check out our sponsors, our affiliates, and here is another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Um, this is a slightly part of my interesting week. Um, our guest today was the first quarterback I ever had the opportunity to coach 11 years ago. As a, it's like two months from now, um, back when he was in eighth grade. Um, he is currently the quarterbacks coach um, at Otterbein University, uh, Coach Kazis. Coach, how, how, are, how are you doing? I am great. It's so great to see you, man. How are you? Yeah. This is like I said. This is through week. I have you. I have my high school head coach. Um, and like I said, I, I've followed you a little bit. Um, we've scrimmaged each other once before, which is which was an odd moment that made me feel really old. <laughs> and the sad thing is that was like three years ago. So it's like that's that's the worst part about it. You're eight years into coaching, and you're coaching against one of your former players. So time flies when you have fun, man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, and, and I stand by my statement and whether you agree to it or not, um, you are still the best um, quarterback I've had in 11 years. So, I mean, you can. The bar is low then, quite low. Oh, no, you, oh, hell, you were good. And we've talked about your injury issues, but again, you were, you were pretty dang good, especially as, I mean, you were probably ready to play high school, middle school, just your mental preparation. So. Um, and I still have the letter you wrote me it's hanging in my classroom. Uh, I have students ask about it all the time. Why is it all capitalized? So, um, but I mean, for people who don't know you, you are still a young, very young coach in our profession. Um, how did you end up as a quarterback coach at Arbine? Yeah, so um, right after high school, went to, uh, went to go play at University of Mount Union up in Alliance, um, you know, D3 powerhouse, obviously. Um, it was about a week into camp and I had some pretty serious health issues um, arise. Um, so it became pretty apparent. My playing days were, were coming to an end. Um, it was at that point kind of did some reevaluation. You know, really, I think I always kind of had the urge to coach or do something uh, football related. I think that was always pretty apparent. Um, I've been coaching, I've been doing some private quarterback coaching. Um, for let's see, six years now. So I was I was just starting off doing that. Um, actually working with uh, Matt Durazio, um, former Arena League quarterback, um, and he's an Otterbein alum. So he was able to set me up here at, at, at Otterbein. I helped out a year as a just a student assistant, really just kind of learn the ropes, helped out with the quarterbacks um, for one year. From there, I went to uh, St. Charles uh, Prep um, High School over in Bexley. Um, you know, learned so much football there. It was a great experience, you know, being able to, to have a position group, 
Um, our head coach, both of our coordinators had extensive um, coaching resumes in, in college football, just the things you learn, um, you know, through, through all sorts of different ways. And, and it was a great experience to have. So I was there for a few years, um, had the opportunity to come back to Otterbein as a graduate assistant, um, working with the tight ends and, and the inside receivers, which was, which was awesome. Just having, you know, experience something besides the quarterback play, um, which was really cool. And then this past, uh, this past summer was able to, I was promoted to our quarterbacks coach here um, and just completed that this past fall. So, you know, we're getting, getting geared up for, for next year already. Spring ball's coming around the corner. Um, so exciting times, but yeah, like you said, young, young in the profession, but um, grinding it out and, and enjoying every moment of it. Now, obviously you played high school quarterback um, at a pretty competitive level. I mean, obviously, uh, Granville has had a lot of success lately, um, has competed for playoff spots. The LCL, at least that half, is is pretty competitive when you're playing Licking Valley and uh, walk-ins and Licking Heights. Um, you're playing some pretty good quality teams there. How have you been able to take that and transition to coaching college quarterbacks? Because obviously, I mean, you started off more as a tight end inside receivers coach, but you had that playing experience. You were going to play college ball in that position, how has that transition kind of been getting back to coaching quarterbacks and what have you kind of learned during that transition? Um, you know, one thing that I preach to, to our quarterback room um, very early is that at the end of the day, football is 11 on 11. There's only so much that you can do. We all run the same thing. We just copy off of each other. We call it different stuff. It's, it's not rocket science. Um, you know, when you can boil it down and, and, you know, as, as coaches, it's, it's really, it's our job. And I think oftentimes we forget this and we get caught up in it sometimes. It's, it's our job to be able to simplify and communicate, you know, a com complex idea to, to our guys, you know, who we really only have, you know, at our level, maybe, you know, an hour meeting before practice and, you know, that these guys, you know, all day of school and it's just, you know, so it's our job to really simplify it. So, Playing the quarterback position, um, even at just, you know, the high school level, um, puts you in a position of understanding that as the quarterback, you've got about 13,000 things on your plate every every play, every day of practice, whatever. Some, some of those things are inherent, um, you know, some of those things you add and put on yourself, probably a little too much pressure and probably add some things on your plate that you don't need. Um, so just going through that, and I think that's that's relevant in any in any level, you know, whether you're playing high school, playing college, playing at the professional level, you know, any form of college division, um, the quarterback remains the most prominent position. And, you know, the best teams have the best quarterbacks. They have the best leaders. They have the guys that are able to 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 lead their team. Um, and, you know, just just having that little bit of experience um, really goes a long way. I think I think it's pretty pretty easy to to relate to the guys. You understand what they're going through, um, and it's authentic. You know the way that the way that we communicate. I understand kind of the questions that they can ask, why they feel certain ways about things, um, and it's it's really it turns into just great dialogue and great conversation, which which is really exciting to me. Now, I mean, you kind of hit on it a little bit there, and about we make it a little too complicated. How have you, and, I, and we talked a little bit before we came on, um, how have you made it easier for quarterbacks? I know that's part of your philosophy is how can we simplify and get rid of all this excess crap 
that is unnecessary and how can we make the reads easier and just the daily processing easier sure yeah so actually what i what i uh what i have here and i'll share my screen here real quick um is the manual that we give um, our guys here i think uh, the, the off season is very long and as coaches we start to just throw stuff together and think you know we want to give it all to our guys on day one you know we want to put together slideshows that are you know a thousand slides long um, so day one, the thing that I, I give all, all of our quarterbacks is just this one one page, and it's just a really basic breakdown and gives us a big picture view uh, of what we want to accomplish as a position group. Um, and I think this is listed in, um, in, in, in reason of priority, you know, off the field, in the meeting room, practice field, game field. Um, really the biggest thing that I highlight, and I think this this really answers your question, is biggest line to me in this entire thing is right here. It's understand the situation you are in. You have the opportunity to play the greatest game in the world every day. You know, you have the opportunity to play four more years of a game. You know, you're playing a game that many others cannot actually enjoy this time. And I think when you put it in context of that, that at the end of the day, we're just out here playing a game it allows guys to relax and go, you know what? We can have fun while we do this. The best teams have some fun while they do this. I think it allows you to lead more naturally. I think it allows you to play the game more naturally and be an athlete. You know, we don't want a guy back there a robotic. We want a guy to be himself. Um, and, you know, what that leads to is when we talk about determining playing time down here in bold, who gives us the best chance to win? Um, every quarterback has different skill sets. Um, every quarterback at the end of the day knows that there's going to be one guy who plays. Um, and that's just the, the nature of the position. So when we break it down in this sense, who gives us the best chance to win? So you have to be trusted um, by your coaches and probably more importantly by your teammates. Um, well, what I, we talk about a lot in our room is, is the idea of infectious leadership and the idea that by you being yourself, how does that, how can that radiate and be infectious? Can you deliver an unpopular message with the guys? Um, can you be yourself and allow guys to really rally around you? That's stuff that a lot of times, I mean, you can't coach that ability. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not something we can't give you. We can't put that in a PowerPoint. So I think it's very, very important on day one of, of when we get to camp, it's very important to lay out to guys these points as far as be yourself. Be yourself and come have fun playing the quarterback position. Everything else we can work, can work itself out. Um, I've got some film, which, which I can pull up here in a, in a little bit, just on some of the footwork that we do. Um, and I think it really echoes that statement of simplicity. We're all about simplicity. What can, can we take a, a field read instead of 92 things, what's the one thing we got to worry about? Um, you know, instead of a five-step drop with a hitch step and this step and all this stuff, how can we fundamentally be simple and effective is essentially the, the overall basis of what we do. And that's a long-winded answer uh, to your question, just about if you preach simplicity and if you can coach with simplicity, that's, you know, just in this past year, um, something that saw huge dividends play for our for our quarterback play quite frankly
Well, I mean, can I kind of talk about that? Because I mean, how, as, as you kind of get to that film part, how, how much was it simple? I mean, you talk about simplifying, but how, how much was it streamlining techniques and streamlining drills? I mean, I think one of the worst things football coaches do is have too many drills. Like, yes. And, and I think the other, I think my, my other problem with it, and I've had this conversation with our staff this off season is why are we doing a drill? I had that exact conversation with my offensive coordinator last night when we were looking at stuff and talking about stuff. What is the purpose? Where does it show in our, in our playbook or in our drill or in our, on the game field? Like, what purpose does it serve? Are we just doing something to do something? Are we doing something because we've always done it? Or are we doing something because it attaches purpose? Like anything I've put on like huddle lately for our staff, whether it be fronts, clinics, film, uh, drill tape, like it's all stuff that, okay, this is what we're looking at doing this and how can we apply it? Like I've gotten some drill film off some people's like, okay, I'm going to chop these four or five drills out because they have, we're not running inside zone. Get this off my screen. Sure. Okay, but this drill applies to when we're trying to run, say, counter. Okay, so I can apply this technique here. This is something we're going to look at or skip, skip pull film. Okay, stuff like that. So how have you been able to take those drills as fundamentals and cause it to simplify everything? So our individual sessions is very, very much fundamental base. And you're right, it has to correlate. Um, at the end of the day, we can't control what the defense does. We can't control the weather. We can't control the officials. We can't control things outside of our element, but we can always control our fundamentals. That has to be something that we can always rely upon. So you're absolutely right. So what is, what is the stuff that we do and how can we be better at it fundamentally? So um, I've just put together a couple of clips here of quick game is something that, that we do uh, quite a bit. It's something that we consider to be a staple of our offense. Um, and what we do is we rely as a quarterback group on what we call our skateboard footwork. Um, skateboard footwork is the idea that as a quarterback, in all of our plays, what we want to do is we always want to have our base, our feet underneath us as if we're riding a skateboard. So when you ride a skateboard, you're not chopping your feet up and down. If you are, you're probably not going to go very far. What this allows us to do is it allows us to be very calm and under control in everything. So every day in our individual, we'll rep a, a skateboard drill, which is essentially it's pivoting off of our back foot. We can then throw in any direction, depending on how we move our front foot and our front hip. Um, so if you look here in, in this practice clip, you see our quarterback really simple, silent, quick footwork opens up. And the goal here is what we want to do is we want to, the teaching point and something that we work on extensively is keeping our back foot within the back shoulder of our body, of our frame. So just like you're riding a skateboard, you're not, you don't want your feet wide. You don't want your feet, you know, too close together. Everything that we do when we look at film is kind of basing off this L shape right here. So if we go go to the tight view, might be able to see a little better here too. Really simple, soft footwork. We don't want to be violent with our feet. 
everything we do, this, this is a, a great way of keeping our body under control and showing a little bit of poise. And when we finish our throws, the term I use is finishing like you're standing at the urinal. When you finish, when you're standing at the urinal, you don't stand like that. You don't stand like that. You stand in, with balance. And that's something that, so when, our, when we're on our skateboard, everything that we do has to finish with balance. We wanna be balanced at all times. So then this is later in that same week. So now here in game week, what we're gonna do, really good, really good here by our quarterback. This was, he was a, a fifth year senior for us this year. Did a really good job. Simple, quiet footwork. Again, we wanna be here and we wanna be able to keep this back foot within our shoulder. Um, so one of the drills that we work on is, is essentially we'll put his back, we'll put our back foot um, on a cone and we'll put cones basically in different angles. And, you know, we label one, two, three. And basically we're just flipping our hips. We're rotating, staying on with our back foot in one spot, rotating to those angles. And it allows us to keep our shoulders level um, you know, part of throwing, part of throwing the football, everything comes from our core, it comes from our hips, it comes from our drive, N nothing, not a whole lot comes from our actual arm. And this technique allows us to be able to have that balance in that, in that form throughout. Same thing on the finish here, you see, we kind of peel off on our throw. So ideally we want to end, like I said, like we're standing at the urinal. So that's a, that's a term that we use quite a bit. Um, that's the same thing here. Here's a really good one. So going back to just talking about simplicity and how we kind of dissect things, um, you know, rather than talking about reading defenders, um, when I teach, we talk about reading directions. So we know where our guys are going to be on the field. We know the route that we're supposed to be running. So in this look here, this is one of our quick game. Everyone in America runs this. It's just a slant here by our two guys. We're going to motion across and he's going to run an arrow. When we talk about this, we, we read this, talk about inside out. So we have, you know, concepts that we'll read outside in, um, high, low, however, but rather than saying this defender to this defender to this defender, we read it directionally. So our quarterback here, again, skateboard footwork, he's just going to rotate. He's going to look here inside first. If we're reading this inside out, basically, do I have this slant or not? And it comes down to, is he open or is he not? Right away, no, he's not open. He's taken. Now I'm going to read out to my outside slant arrow. Again, now all I have to do is rotate out. You see here, now we're, we're a little wide in our base here. We're a little wide. That back foot's outside of our frame. So we want to be a little tighter here. But this is a good job of showing progression of us being able to get the ball out in that outside end look or inside outlook. Um, here's a good one. Stop me at any point if I if I'm if you have any questions. Um, again, simple, it's a simple game. It's 11 on 11. You got to be able to block, you got to be able to tackle, you got to be able to throw and, and catch the football. So this is one of our RPOs where we're just going to run inside zone here to the boundary and we're going to we're going to run a bubble out here. So We've got our bubbles, um, or he's head up, head up, and we've got a bubble right here, and we're running inside zone to the boundary. This is as simple as just counting numbers. 
we've got one, two, three, four, five guys, really six right here, and five guys to block them. Out here, we've got one, two, three guys for three guys. If he's got him, he's got him. The guy who's running our bubble, his defender's about 15 yards off the ball. So we're going to take this. The read is over at this point, essentially. So our quarterback right away is going to catch it. You see how he flips his hips around. Get the ball. Ideally, we want to get this out here a, a, a little bit further, give him a chance to, to run with it. But this is a good job of just taking what the defense gives us. Again, we don't have to read this defender to that defender and understand if it's 47 blue, 27 coverage. It doesn't matter. Count your numbers, take what they give you, and be effective with it. So, again, go back to our fundamentals and stuff that we wrap and work on every day. Yeah, perfect. Simple. It, it is. And, and so, like I said, that was a, a fifth-year senior for us. This, this guy here was a, was a sophomore, and obviously after the, after the COVID year, really a freshman is, is essentially what he was. But same thing, we're going to go inside zone now here to the field, and we're going to get a hitch from number two. So when we look at it from the tight, um, this is one we're going to read inside out. So in this look, we're going to be inside zone to the field. Our backside tackle is going to stay. He's going to lock on this end. So our quarterback knows that this is the only guy that's really hindering what we're going to do. So if we're reading this inside out and we have the run option with it, all we have to know is, does this guy stay where he's at? Does he drift back? Does he go here? Basically, does he stay flat, go backwards, or go forward? So in this look here, all we've got to do, he takes that one step forward, we're just going to replace him. If you look at his footwork here, this is a really good job here. I, I think this is uh, this quarterback for us, um, really sound mechanically, really simple footwork, does a good job with it. You see him be able to just rotate his hips quick, just like that. He's able to rotate them quick. Again, that idea he's on a skateboard, and we just want to be able to finish with balance. But again, take what they give you. You're looking at one guy here. What does he do? He can't be right. Last one I'll show here. Um, so this is a part of our drop back. So everything that we do, we it's basically, is it a three-step drop or is it quick game? Three-step drop for us, what we want to do is we want to get to the point of being in that skateboard form, getting our skateboard footwork. So all we're going to do is we're going to take our three-step drop, one, two, three, and end just like we were in our quick game on our skateboard. So all we're doing is rather than our skateboard being up here, we're going to be back here. Same thing, we want that back foot within our back shoulder. We want balance, we want to be calm, we want to be quiet with our feet. Offensive line does a really good job here of giving us a pocket and being, a, you know, being able to see this really well. One, two, three, very simple. We've got everything, we've got our body, we've got, this is, I mean, we could easily put a skateboard right underneath him here and he's cruising. This is exactly what we want. And this allows us then, you know, to be able, to deliver with balance. You see he does a good job of coming forward, bringing everything forward. His rotation is forward. And you see this foot here is already pointed forward, which is what we want. So now he's going to bring this foot forward. And our body, again, is going to be standing like we're facing the urinal in this direction, which is exactly what we want. And this allows us to, to deliver a good, accurate football here. You know, even though it's a three-step drop, again, so we can teach and we can work on in our indie drills the skateboard technique because we know it applies to all three levels of what we do. We know it applies to our quick game. We know it applies to our RPOs and it applies to our dropbacks. Um, so, you know, like you said, it's gotta be relevant as to what we do. 
And to me, you know, as a quarterback, you have to be fundamentally sound. We have to be able to, you know, going back to, um, let me stop sharing here. You know, going back to, to that, talking through our quarterback manual, um, you know, what do you do give us the best chance to win? We can't control the other elements, but we can always control our fundamentals. And, you know, can you make the throws that we expect you to make when you need to make it, which is all it comes down to. And I think this allows, it kind of gives us a, a blanket understanding of our footwork, our technique. We don't have to worry about, okay, it's this protection, which means I got to have this footwork, which means I got to leave with this foot, you know, really takes a lot of that thinking out and really simplifies it down for our guys, which is the main objective here to be able to play fast and play efficient. Now, I mean, I'm going I'm to head this direction and cause I'm also going to go off some of my time in uh, Granville here. Um, sure. Obviously some of those are pre and post snap RPOs. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. obviously most, I'm not going to say all teams run RPOs, but most do. Like I know, I even know some colleges that don't, but that is what that is. Um, how much of a adapt? I mean, I don't think to me RPOs aren't horribly hard loan, but from a teaching perspective for quarterbacks, how much, how easy or hard has that transition been? Because I don't know about your junior and senior year at Granville, but you guys really didn't run any what I would classify as RPOs while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and remembering your offensive coordinator the way I did, at least your early one, um, he was not a big RPO guy initially, anyways. How is that transition for you? You know, it's it's interesting. Um, really, you know, as, as a quarterback, anyone who tells you they don't want to throw the ball 60 yards every play is lying to you, <laughs> right? Quarterback's dream is to get into, you know, line up and see the play call as four verts, right? And you're just going to chuck it deep, right? That's every quarterback's dream. Anyone who tells you that's not true is lying. So what's actually very interesting in, in when you're teaching the RPO, when you're coaching it on the field is to under is to be able to slow them down. And that, and that's a big part of what we do is just being able to slow everything down mentally so that we can play faster physically. So as far as our RPOs go, again, it's limiting it down to counting numbers. um, You know, really taking this big picture of all you're asking is, is it a better option for us to run the ball or throw the ball on this play? So that, and that's where you, you kind of have to check your ego at the door a little bit for a quarterback. Cause every quarterback, like I said, we're Brett Favre. We can make every throw, just, just, you know, give it to us and let us sling it where, okay, now if I take this big picture approach and it goes back to that determining factor, who gives us the best chance to win? So, you know, like you said, in, in high school, we did not run a lot of RPOs. We were, we were very, it was drop back. It was quick game and it, it was run game which yep. you know, I, I loved it. I, you know, you could, you know, sling the ball 40 times a game and, you know, you get your name in the paper and all the fun stuff. Right. Um, but at, at the college level, specifically stuff that, yep. like you said, everyone does the same stuff. It's just a matter of, we all call it something different. We all copy off of each other. Um, ideally it's, it's, it's just a way, it's another weapon. And that's the way as a quarterback, we have to view this as, this is just another weapon for us to get positive yards for us to really do our job and be efficient. Um, you know, something that, that, that we've dabbled in is, is little like dual calls, um, even in the past game, um, you know, dual drop back calls. So there's still a, it's, it's being able to have that level of, of thinking and the, that level of, okay, I'm going to get my chances. I'm going to be able to take my shots. 
how can I, but how can I help this team win? And how can I take what the defense is giving you? And that's where, you know, I think a lot of quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks who can think the game big picture are generally the most successful ones. And, and that's where it's interesting to me. And I think, you know, my experience uh, of being a player, having the health is, you know, my, my career ended rather abruptly and it gives you a lot of time to pause and reflect and, you know, Obviously, I would, you know, looking back, you wish you would have done things different as a player. Everyone does that. And I think that's allowed me as a coach too to kind of take a broader approach, kind of a big picture approach in the way that we discuss our RPOs and the way that we teach our run game too. It's very, you know, it's very hard to tell, you know, to talk a quarterback through a run play, right? Because deep down, again, we, we want to throw the football. That's what we want to do. So again, big picture approach. How can we, how can we still be simple in what we do? And give our team the best chance to win is what it boils down to. Now, now I, I'll, I'll hold off on my last question here in a second, but I, I do, I do have curious. Despite your health issues, can you still sling it? Because I, I and, and this is where this is a small story for for me is my I, for people who don't know, I coached my first two years of Granville Middle School football and then helped out a little bit with diversity. And I mean, you probably as an eighth grader threw for over two thousand yards. I don't know what you actually threw. Or, but you, you threw effortlessly. Let's just say that. Um, the following year, we did not have that much luck throwing the ball the way you are, were, and it was kind of it was kind of a running. Uh, I mean, we pretty much had a running back at quarterback. I actually saw Jake Purdy. Uh, yeah. God, two weeks ago at the state clinic, he was helping okay. his dad. Dad did all the straight dot, straight straight. I mean, you know, Jake. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you're behind. You're behind you. But it was a completely different type of quarterback. I mean, I had him and I think the, one of the Pearson brothers at quarterback that year. And Jake was obviously a running quarterback. That's who he was. He's, he's a running back playing quarterback. I mean, he could run. Um, and the Pearson brothers were just athletic. That's just, sure. That's just who they are. So that, that to my point is, can you still throw it effortlessly like you did in, in that, that time? Yeah. Or that, have you, you know, for the sure. skill? You know, first of all, I'm I'm honored that you that you think that I'm I'm just as I'm glad that I'm just worked up to be this great thing in your head that yes. you know makes makes me feel great about myself. <laughs> I would say it's very interesting, and uh, in going through the pri- doing a lot of the private quarterback coaching. Um, I mentioned Matt Derazio earlier, a phenomenal quarterback coach guy who I've worked with for a while now. Um, I am probably a fundamental fundamentally and mechanically better quarterback now than I was when I played. Okay. Because so much is when, you know, when you're playing and there's so, you know, especially in high school and, and, you know, going back all the way back to middle school, your body's still developing. You're trying to add muscle. You're trying to add weight. You know, we want to be able to throw with our core, do all these things. And a lot of times it comes down to who's the guy, again, who's the kid with the strongest arm who could sling it where the more you develop, the more you age, it, it, you know, keeping, keeping our, our hand inside on our, on our shoulder, you know, ball on the backpack, driving through, finishing with balance, all the stuff that, so, you know, one of the greatest things about coaching and helping out with the tight ends and wide receivers last year is that you get to throw, you know, 50 times in a, in a practice and it's, <laughs> and it's awesome. And you can't show weakness. You can't, can't, no, leave, with you can't. can't leave with ice on your shoulder. You can't, no. um, but you know, it's, it is fun. And that's, and that's, again, it goes back to just having fun. And, you know, as a coach, if you're having fun, your guys are going to have fun. You know, we love to do quarterback competition, you know, drills, just different things. And so 
to answer your question, yes, I can still sling it. It's it's the <laughs> cardio part that's just not there. You know, if I needed a two minute drill, that's not going to happen. We, well, we better have about six timeouts in our pocket. I I, I never I well I I never asked you to run the ball. You would occasionally, but we don't, that's that's that was not um, a requirement of ours. It had kind of helped you played in probably one of the um, most pass heavy offenses in Licking County history. I mean, let's be honest that there was about a seven year stretch where, I mean, I think Heath mm-hmm. averaged probably what, 50 plus pass calls a game or whatever it was. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we were, we were talking before, Anna, you've had how mummy on this show. I mean, Heath Mullinex was, was, was how mummy to me. I mean, we, yeah. we were just air raid, throw it around the, throw it around the yard. What we have with some run and shoot principles. Cause I remember, cause I remember, sitting in the office and him and jr were passing uh running shoot book back and forth i, I might have been the original oh god what's his name i'm i feel horrible i'm forgetting his name what's the name that invented the run and shoot um june jones no before june oh god i have his book at the office like oh he coached down in southern ohio okay. um he's a big he has an old red book i actually show it to you sometime um that's besides the point but that yeah they were, you know, I mean, it was it's everybody else in the county ran the ball and ran power eye and Licking Valley just trying to physically abuse you. And that's what it is what it is. All right. My last question is, I mean, you obviously, I mean, you've coached for a little bit now and that's, but from, I mean, last year was your full first year as a college quarterbacks coach. What have you taken from that? And what are you going to adjust going in the year two? Uh, especially for like first year quarterback coaches who might listen to this going in the year one or going in year two, what did you take away that you're going to adjust and what did you learn? So it's a great question because um, I think this, this last year, um, unfortunately was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of, um, you know, I, I, I talk a lot too about how as, as college coaches, I mean, we get to sit here during the day and, and, and doodle up, plays all day on our whiteboard and our kids you know they're in class all day and then they come to us for an hour meeting before practice and we you know we almost we dump all this all these thoughts onto them and what we want to do and how we want to do it so as much as I preach simplicity to our guys I have to do this um you know can I exuberate that I'm having fun you know can I show them that how much I care through actions um I mean, at the end, I mean, we all know everyone knows the football season is a long season. It's a long, grueling 10 weeks plus camp plus hopefully postseason. It's long. There's a roller coaster of emotions. If you're asking your quarterbacks to stay level headed, if you're asking your quarterbacks to have fun, if you're asking your quarterbacks to play simple, you have to coach that way, too. Um, You know, I would say towards the end of this past year, you know, talking a lot about the skateboard technique. Um, I really started to hammer that home. That's something I wish I would have done day one and just set that as here's a principle. This is what we're doing. And that's, you know, as we start, we get gear up for spring ball here soon. And then obviously when we come back in August, that's something that, that's going to, I want our guys to know, hey, what is the staple of what you do as a quarterback? Hey, ours is our skateboard technique, right? Ours is our, you know, and whatever that is for whatever offense you run or, what, you know, however you best coach. But I think it, as much as we coach our guys, how can our guys coach us? You know, I 
finished this past year, I typed up, uh, you know, I think everyone does some sort of um, end of season evaluation with their guys, you know, player exit meetings, whatever, you know, I filled out one for them. I wanted them to fill out one as well for me. What do you think I need to do better? How can, you know, what can I do to help you be better? Um, and it's great conversations to have. So it's understanding what did I do well this year? What do I need to improve on and how can I improve it? That's the biggest thing is how can I improve it? We can, we can name, you know, what we have to do better. It's how can you improve it? Um, and I think my biggest takeaway this year was to continue kind of practicing in my own daily habits what we're preaching, simplicity, having fun, staying, you know, that level-headed poise, infectious leader. Um, and, and I think, you know, when you, every year you're going to learn something new, you know, you do, you know, just like as a player, each year you grow, as a coach, each year you grow. Um, and I think that's obviously what sets apart the great ones um, from, from the guys who aren't in this business for very long. And, you know, I'm very early in my, in my coaching career. Um, and, and, and right now I, I just, my goal is to be a, to be a sponge, you know, taking as much knowledge as I can from the guys who have done it, um, from peers and, and from the players. I think a lot of times we forget how much our own players can teach us and just in our attitude and our structure, um, of practice, of meetings, of game day. And, and that's what you have to do, in, in my opinion, to be successful at this or to continue to grow in this at least, which is, you know, the fun part of it and, and staying in as, a, as a competitor, which we all want to do. Yep. All right, coaches, um, his Twitter will be in the bio. So make sure you give Coach a follow. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that lovely stuff. Check out our sponsors and affiliates, all that stuff below. And the if there's any point you want to go back to about the conversation, whether it's quarterback manual, drills, uh, oh, well, uh, e progressing his drills, I should say, or making them easier, or his, some of the film and footwork stuff, teaching RPOs. If you want to go back to any of that, all those tags will be in the bio. Um, and then that's another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.